Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. A little bit of a late start. Rob's uh, alarm clock didn't go off. And, of course, <laughs> Rob, I'm the one that had to get up at 445. I know you did. It's not fair, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not fair. But, but you know, um, one more show here in the studio, and then uh, the studio gets tore down. So we'll be here one more time for live video on Saturday of next week and then it'll be i don't leave um well let's see we're looking, we're looking at the calendar here just so everybody knows we're going to do a live show on the 18th that'll be the last one in this office and by the way i was looking up our stats and you know we hit nine years in august doing this show really yeah nine years nine years we started in 2010 august of 2010 but it started out with the you know Saturday morning tech show, but it still was mostly about podcasting. Um, so yeah, ten years doing one form of this show or the other. But anyway, uh, the twenty fifth of of May, I'll be able to do a audio only show, and then June first, I fly to Michigan, so I may. If everything goes right, if some of the gear arrives, I may be able to do a semi-quasi live show on the 8th, but I, it's going to be really bare bones, so we'll see. But, uh, you know, this, I, matter of fact, I'm packing the rest of the studio out today, and everything you can see here doesn't get packed, but everything else does, so I'm just about ready to go. Wow. All right. Changes are happening. Yes, it is. So... Lots of change, lots of things happening in the podcasting world. Congratulations, by the way. I see Vo oh, uh, VoxNest yeah. got their IEB certification. Yep, we did. I was going to mention that. So, plus, so plus one, uh, one other company. Oh, yeah, Art19 as well. Yes. yes. So it makes me go, hmm, just a little bit on that. Um, so what about Spreaker? I saw someone announce that Spreaker wasn't included. It was only VoxNest numbers. Well, VoxNest uh, uh, is the back-end metrics for Spreaker. Oh, so okay. The the VoxNest audi um, audience network is the the metrics um, that uh, shows up in the Spreaker okay. tools. Okay, all right, good, good, good. And uh, we actually saw some email flying back and forth between the auditors, and they're having, well, I can't say. Um, so there's some folks missing from this round i'm surprised libsyn didn't get finished yeah well these things are painful. as you know todd or <laughs> they, they, they're an all hands on deck type of uh you know ma making sure that all the dots are it's absolutely uh, are, painful are, are and t's are cross you know so it's may and you guys started in when january yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, people didn't. So now, you know, I guess some other. Thanks for joining the end li front lines with the M1 tank. We're, <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> right. So the question. Right, or a big, big target on our back. Yeah. Which one it is, right? So the question is, does Art19 have their switch set so that they're all shows are on a 24-hour window? Uh, uh, that's, huh. that, that's an interesting question. Tom. It is an interesting question. And if the Art19 folks are listening, I'd like to know, do you still allow your podcasters to switch a different window from 24 hours? Yeah. And yeah. if they do, why? 
why? So doesn't that kind of defeat the whole purpose of having a, a metric standard if it's optional? (laughs) Yeah. So it shouldn't be optional, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Right. We're getting ready to roll some new stuff out too. We're going to roll out a week from, well, no, I think next Tuesday, of course, Evangel's not ready. He's missed his deadline, but, uh, we're going to give all of our pro hosting customers uh, partial download data. So this is something, a new metric they've never seen before. Our, our enterprise customers have for years, but so we're kind of excited about that. We're going to roll it out for until July. We're going to give them a free trial until July 1st and see what they think of it. So That's, that's great, Todd. Yeah. So everything continues to move just like anything else. But boy, oh boy, uh, Google. Um, I know, yeah. So let me let me see here. New media show. What do we come up with? <laughs> this is not lovely. Um, let me try the new media show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is not nothing. Uh, let's try new media show podcast. We're we're sucking here. Oh, there it is. If I if, if I call it the new media show, see this is this here in lies the the concern, not the concern. For those of you that aren't aware, mm, at Google yeah. I/O, they announced that they were going to include uh, podcasting as native search results. Oh shit! I used it the wrong. That's I'm on Firefox. I got to show the right browser. So they said that they were going to include. Google uh, or podcast search results natively in Google search. Right. Essentially making, essentially making podcasts a first class citizen. So I did new media show, which is really the name of the show. We don't call it the new media show podcast, but it comes up with new media show dash podcasting, YouTube, new media, new media show.com. And that's my normal for the website. And then below that new media show on Apple podcasts. So, some shows are showing up with new media show on and it references their home site. But the right. large majority of shows are showing up as Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, right. So Google is promoting Apple Podcasts in their search results. Just it's what a kick in the teeth. Huh. I don't get it. I don't under and we're I'm if someone figures out the secret secret sauce here. On how some shows are listed on list their homepage and not their Apple Podcast listing, please tell me because I have been I've been doing dozens of searches. I went and looked at you know like twenty shows that were their dot com, and these were all PowerPress users. For you know, I'm looking at them and say, okay, it's it shows their website. You know, here's the thing. I'm just what I'm just really. It's about branding for me. I guess in the end it doesn't matter, but if they show the podcast search, podcast in the search results, I don't want them to go to podcast.apple.com if they click on that link because if they do, there's no link back to geeknews or newmediashow.com on the new. See, if I go to, if I click on this, let's go over to Apple and, uh, and bring it up. There are no, there's no, there's no way to find out where this show resides. There's no link back to the home page. Right. It's it's so 
it's going to be very important as, as these search results start having an impact on listening to really be promoting where your show's at. But some of the listings in Google search come up as newmediashow.com and has the same search result like this. Now, if I go to more episodes, it brings up the Google podcast page. And once again, none of these lead back to my, to my website. Oh, wait, wait, oh, it does. When I click on an episode, it's because I've got the link in there. I've got a link back to my website on the episode. But other than that, there's no way to find that Todd and Rob's show here is at newmediashow.com. So this irritates me immensely. Yeah. I mean, really irritates me because mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you finding with Spreaker shows? Are you finding them listening to Apple Podcasts or are they coming up as Spreaker? Uh, actually, the Spreaker live show doesn't even come up as <laughs> a link to any of these. Really? So, so let me, yeah. So let me do this. Spreaker, let me do the Spreaker live podcast and see what we come up with. I bet it shows up there. It doesn't. Wow. No, it's not, it's not showing up uh, as a link to any of them. So if I, if I Google Geek News Central... Of course, my website is number one in the ranking. There's, oh, oh, it is? So here's, okay, so let me, I should have done this in an incognito window, but um, let me flip this again for those that are watching. So geeknewcentral.com is a search results comes up, says about contacts, finds my Geek News Central on YouTube, and then it finds Geek News Central on Apple Podcast and recent episodes. So, but it, again, it lists the podcast.apple. Why is it not listing my website where my RSS feed originates? Yeah. Some shows it does. So again, for people that I've been, you know, and those shows said, I said, okay, is it because I've got a relationship link more than one for the RSS feed in my feed? Because I do. So I, I said, so I went and looked at some of these shows that have, so it's got to be a combination of template. So I've been deciphering piece by piece by piece, going and looking at each of these shows that actually have the search result come up as their website, not Apple. And I've been trying to figure out little, and I into, and at this point I haven't uh, been able to figure. That's why I asked you for Josh's email. I want to email him and say, hey, what what's going on here? Why? Are you promoting Apple when the authority for my show is my website? Mm-hmm. Well, you are showing up in the number one search result, of course, because I versus v- versus Apple, but still, but still, on it, right? yeah. And if I search for Geek News Central podcast, then if I add podcast the search result, it doesn't it it doesn't change it. It's still the same, mm-hmm. and. Um, and even my video show shows up on Google search now. So I, I'm just, I don't know, Rob. I, I think this is good because people are going to be able, be able to click and play right there when they, you know, they happen. Because, you know, I've been big on SEO for years. And um, matter of fact, just had some tweaks done to my site last week that helped on the, on the mobile speed, the page loads. And we're doing some more stuff because I'm watching where I'm, hovering at in different search results and 
Um, so for me, I'm baffled. I truly am. I'm baffled why Google has, has indexed Apple and made it the authority. You would think that they would not want to do that just because they're Google. Well, I think that um, Google is probably being sensitive to s some antitrust potential issues here. When uh, If they start um, linking just to their own properties. Um, no, link to my property. No, no, no. I understand yeah. what you're saying, but but linking to the Google Podcasts area, mm -hmm. if they start prioritizing Google Podcast search results, um, then it looks like that they're they're showing bias towards search results, right? Right, right, right. So, so I think this gets back to philosophical, um, directional um, concerns that Apple or not Apple, but Google has towards offering the most relevant results. Right. Yeah. So, and what is the number one biggest podcast consumption platform? It's Apple. Right? Yeah, it's true. So fr from a relevancy orientation towards search results, I can see why Apple is listed there. Um, and that is probably the, the reason why that's happening. Now, granted, Google needs to figure out how they're going to integrate their search results in here. Yeah. Uh, which I don't believe that they've figured that out yet. Well, they, uh, they, the thing is, if you search on the Android phone, right. it comes up as your it's – it's a different result on mobile. Right. It's not Apple Podcasts. It's my show on right, Geek right. News Central that people subscribe to. So right. why is there a difference if, if I'm in, on mobile and I'm searching for new media show, right. I find the actual show that's tied to my RSS feed. Right. So they, they're doing something different in desktop search. So I appreciate that they're, well, they've got one more step to go. They need to put right. an audio link at the top of the Google search results. Right, right. You yeah. know, then, then, it's, then we can dance the jig, but I'm... I don't like giving up branding as a personal podcaster. I'll take the listing. You know, I'm, I'm looking at gift horse in the mouth, right? Right. But I'll take it so people can easily play my show. But you, like yours, you can't even find yours. Why can't they find, why can't you find yours? Well, it's, it's, it's there. It's just a little further down the page. Oh, the player is? The, no, the no, episodes? no, no, no. The link to the Apple Apple page. Oh, so let's go Spreaker Live again. Let's show. look at that. It's actually Spreaker Live Show Podcast. See, this is where naming is going to be real critical. Right. Yeah, but I, I do Spreaker Live Show Podcast, and I get, I mean, I get no player in here. Yeah, there's a right. nothing. Right. Well, okay, you can get to the Spreaker Live Show on Apple down there. But it's further down the right. Uh, not in my search. Oh, yeah, it's there. Yeah, but how it's come? Below the, you know, kind yeah, of it's below, below the, the fold. fold. It's ten. So why isn't the? You know, uh, why isn't your show listed there? Uh, it's, well, it, it's, it could it's, could be Todd. It gets back to relevancy. That show gets an awful lot of plays on the Spreaker platform. And maybe, maybe that's, that's where a lot of, a lot of the traffic is going but, to. But, 
the off of the speaker platform. Okay, that's, that's cool. But show show me your you have an RSS feed on the Spreaker Live site. Sure. So why oh, yeah. isn't it tagging that and bringing up those audio results? There's a lot of podcasters pissed off. They can't figure it out. Right. It's right, just right. either they're listed or they're listed to Apple Podcasts. And then those, man, those of you that are doing search results for your show and it comes up with your domain name, backflips, my friends, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and I just want to be frank with anyone. I Bounty time. Figure out how this is being listed. Someone unlock this thing. And figuring out how, what, what signals Google's looking for on the web page. So let me let me look at okay let's look at uh, what is it called the feed that lives in. Yeah, well, Todd, I, I was just also looking at uh, just typing in the name of the show, right? New media show. Yeah, for, and and speaker live show without any kind of additional terminology. Right. It doesn't come up or anything like that. Yep. I mean, it it still comes up. It just doesn't come up with the functionality. So so if yeah. I if I search the feed. Now look what we've got here. Da da da. The feed.libsyn.com. And I know they don't have an external site for the feed at Libsyn. Right. So right. here it doesn't have the Apple podcast listing. It has the feed.libsyn.com. Now, if I'm a podcaster at Libsyn and I have my own website, and all of a sudden my show starts showing up at the .libsyn version of your show, I think I would be pissed. But I know that this show at Libsyn is on Libsyn, so, but it's the 10th search result. Let me do the feed podcast. Yeah. So it's a little higher, but oh, look at it, this. It's a different show. It's a Chicago chef, restaurant, Rick. So I have to go the feed Libsyn podcast. And there it is. Pod it's at the top. Podcast one was listed there, it looked like. Uh, let me back up. It's podcast.apple.com. But yeah, there's podcast one, the feed podcast, right? Isn't that funny? So that's where that chef. So there's, it's all about the semantics of the search results. You know, the feed. So if I type in the feed lives in podcast, well, people are going to know. No one's going to discover the Libsyn feed. You know, it's just like, and I, I think about my site. If, if I go back and I do, yeah. I just do geek news. You know, um, I do dominate some of the search results, but I'm nothing for my podcast. But if I do right. Geek News podcast, then boom, I'm there. So what this, what we really want here, this is discovery. Right. We want our shows discovered. So here's something I was trying. So I said, okay, I did my latest episode and it's, entitled Amazon's Treatment of Pregnant Women. Actually, it isn't the last episode because I recorded 1366 Thursday night, so this has not updated. Let me go mm -hmm. look and see if it's updated on Apple Podcast. I go over to Apple Podcast, and yes, it's updated here. I'm already at 1366, but the Google search results is only showing 1365. Mm -hmm. So let me... So let's look at... Uh, episode 1365 and let me search for the title of that show Amazon's treatment of pregnant women let me just paste that in and the goal here the goal and if I look at this okay I'm very happy where the episodes ranked the episode is ranked 
one, two, three. It's ranked number three in search results. This, mm-hmm. this is what a podcaster wants. But do I add the word podcast and do we see the results? Nope, nothing changes. So it goes to number one now, but I don't yeah. see audio there. There's no right. audio link. So the ultimate goal is we want our episode titles in the search results at Google to show the player. Because this gives this, if, if someone's going to type in Amazon's treatment of pregnant women, and I come up number three, and there's a, there's a player button there, done. We won. I mean, that means that that's huge. And then it's, it's just, then it's a, you know, race to making sure people have the right, you know, you do your show notes well, do your titles well. Um, I've always won on a, from a search result standpoint for my titles for my episodes, but it just needs one more additional step. We need the player in there because mm-hmm. they know it's a, they know it's a podcast. So... Yeah. They're close. They're close. Yeah, I think with the big thing is is adding that word podcast to the end of the show name. Yeah. Um, that that is not an intuitive thing that every no. search, searcher is going to know. No. To actually do. No. So most of them are just going to type the name of the show. Or and, yeah, right. So like I, I, I mean, even even with this show, yeah. they're probably going to type the new media show. Is probably what they're going to do. But we've changed In, all the branding to new media show, not new right. the new media show. Right, but what happens when we type in the the new media show? It's it's fine. It, it still it. goes to goes to us. It so, does. But so that's but, good. But it doesn't come up with a player. No, it doesn't. But you have to add the word podcast. Right. And it's there. So the new media show podcast is found. Let's see if it's new media show podcast is found. It is. Yeah. So new media. So if you add the word podcast, but we don't want. I don't care about. That's that's not that's not the win. <laughs> well, and and we as an industry discourage people from adding the word podcast to the end of their show. Right now, you better. Right. <laughs> At least that's, in the intern. While right, does this mean that we need to add the word podcast to the title? Of our, our show. I mean, I mean, for this show, we have new media show dash podcasting, YouTube and new media, YouTube and new media, right. right? Maybe that's one of the reasons why we, we do come up in here. Yeah. But the website shows up number one, which is what we want. But right, right followed below that is this beautiful new media show on Apple podcast. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I am. Well, we are and we aren't at the same time. Right. But, you know, so it's right. close. If I could just figure out how to get that new media show on newmediashow.com to show up, backflips. And then, then I'm happy with step one. And step two is, all right, Google, let's go for the episodes. You get the episodes done. Treat, treat us like an equal class citizen of YouTube results. So let's. Plus, plus Todd, I was just going to say right below. Is a uh, is a reference to the video side, right? So let me go over to YouTube, and right. let me grab. Okay, Casey Neistat, big YouTuber. If anybody's index, he's going to be. He says, "I'm leaving New York City forever." That's the title of his latest 
episode. Right. So how long has this been out? Was it, it came out yesterday. So let me go over and let me type in this title of this episode. And what do we have? Look at this. This, this is how it's different. This, this is what I'm talking about. Whoops. What is it? Casey Nissett revised ways leaving New York. Videos. I'm leaving New York forever. I'm leaving New York forever. He is right there. Top, top of the page. Title of an episode on YouTube. This is what we want. Right. We want the same. Now, okay, let me go, and maybe that's not fair. Let me go back, and let me pick a... I've been watching this guy that uh, does... Uh, he's living up in Canada, and uh, medium following of YouTubers, and let's see here. Let me come bring back to the screen while I'm doing this. And let me... <coughs> he's got a pretty good title here, so let me take part of it. The off-grid cabin sauna. So let me let me. That's that's you know that's a, a, kind of a unique. So let me grab this again. Oops. And do the search. And waiting for Google. So again, this dude is. He's owning, owning the search results for that. Oh yeah. He owns it. So let me see uh, if I can get log cabin sauna. Let's just see if we if, where he ranks on that. Well, not so well. But no, right there. Boom. He's in videos right at the top of the search results after all the advertisements. So this is where we need to be. Hey, hey Todd. Yeah. Go, go back to your search results. I don't know if you... You actually clicked on an episode, but go, go back to New Media Show Podcast. Okay, so new... Can't type here. Because I just clicked on one of the episodes yeah. that are listed under the uh, New Media Show on Apple Podcasts. Okay, Click so, on the, oh, okay. the Luminary launch, launch Insanity. Pull it up on the screen. You, okay, I'm, I'll put it. Here's the screen. Now, what do you want me to do? You want me to press the player? Press the play button there right next to Luminary Launch, <laughs> launch Insanity. It goes to, see what happens. It goes to Google Podcast. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's not what you expected. No, I expected it to be on Apple Podcast. Yeah. Oh, isn't that curious? Yeah. So the search results shows Apple, but the play shows Google Podcast. But maybe there they are two different areas. It only looks like it's part of Apple Podcasts. If I click on more episodes, of course, it takes me to the entire Google Podcast listing. But yet no damn link back to my website, SOBs. Yeah, well, that's that's something that's easy to fix, but yeah, we have um, to complain, <laughs> right? Well, we are, <laughs> Josh. Yes. Well, 
Oh, and it's trying to play now. I don't need need to play it here. Let me pause that. Right. See, and it also shows the Trusted Voices of Podcasting number 244 that I posted, but it didn't show it in the search results. Again, the search engine's behind, mm -hmm. well, even though Google Podcasts yeah. is up to date. Right. <laughs> so are you guys, are you guys, ex I'm kind of giddy about this a little bit, to be quite right. frank. Because I, I all of the shows are showing up like this yet, though. No, I mean, but I'm all, gonna I'm gonna tell you what it's what it's gonna create, Rob. This is what it's gonna create. It's gonna create a tremendous number of throwaway shows where people are creating titles to game SEO. Mm. Well, so if I wanted to start been going on for a while now, hasn't well, it? I mean, it well, let's think about it. This is even more sinister. So let's say I want to. What's what's the advertiser out there that's real popular right now? Um. I, okay, so let's let's just Geico say is always let's popular. say let's say Geico. Right. I could do a podcast now. Launch a podcast called. Um, the Geico Information Podcast or the Geico, the, the unofficial Geico Podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See where I'm going here? And yeah. what, what could I have? Some episodes there. And what could those episodes be? Ads. Right. And I would, just by the pure simplicity of people searching for Geico Podcast, they probably would find that show. Right. And say, what's this? The unofficial Geico podcast. Let me listen to it. Hey, if you want to say 15% on, right? Yeah. So we're going to see more of this. You know, and ultimately, well, the question then is, is Google going to apply the same logic it does to scammy websites to scammy and spammy podcast? Yeah, that's mm. true. Yeah, Anchor's got a whole pile of scammy, spammy podcasts. They're nothing but just SEO plays to promote shit. <coughs> mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm swearing here this morning. <laughs> By the way, I'm uh, 13 days into the worst head cold I've ever had in my life. Wow. Oh, my God. Just absolutely kicked my butt. And uh, I'm feeling better, but oh, my goodness. 20 years. I don't think I've had a head cold. I, I, don't, I can't even remember the last time I had a head cold like this. Heat went out when in my hotel room in Columbus. I didn't want to move hotels because of the, uh, we were having meetings there. And it was a bad move. I should have moved out. Made me sick. As sick as a dog. Wow. Well, anyway, you don't want to hear about my, <laughs> my flu. Um, so that, that therein lies the, thing yeah. on this Google search. So those of you that investigators out there, I need you to start sleuthing because I'm, I've done everything. I, you know, I turned Angela on to, I said, you need to go look at this, figure out why. And, you know, and we need to, we need to email Josh and say, why, you know, what is the, what, how do I say this is the master? I own this show. You know, how do I claim, how do I claim that? So that it doesn't show up as Apple Podcasts. 
I don't care if it plays on the Google Player. But I wanted to say new media show on newmediashow.com. But Todd, I think it's really uh, really interesting though that Google made the choice to make that search result look like it was an Apple search mm-hmm. result. <laughs> I wonder what, what a- I wonder what Apple's having to say about that. Yeah. It is pretty slick what they did there. Yeah. Um, because I would think that they would want to have a separate delineation from that. Um, mm-hmm. that would say Google podcasts or something like that. But then again, that gets back into that, um, showing favoritism on the part of Google. Yeah. I keep saying, Josh, it was Zach at Google. We needed to reach Zach, out to. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, Thank you for a correction there on YouTube, uh, Hasa Film TV. He says, Spreaker Live show iTunes shows Google Play buttons. Hmm. I didn't see that. James Crinland brought this up on Pod News. Hopefully, Zach would take note and respond. ATP Podcast also shows up on ATP's domain along with the functionality. Links do show on the Android Google Podcast app, which is the default of the play buttons for more. So this is basically what someone's saying in YouTube. Well, Todd, if you're doing these search results probably on a on a Chrome browser on Android, you're probably going to get a little different results than doing it on either Windows in the Chrome or well, uh, Mac. Let me try. I mean, you, I'm on a Mac. Let me try Firefox right. and see what we get here. Or 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 Chrome. Have you been using Chrome? Or yeah, I use Chrome. Safari? Yeah, Chrome is my okay. primary browser. So New Media, show, it's same result on Firefox looks exactly the same. And the true test really is, folks, is if you do this a dozen times, Google gets signaled that you're looking at your results. Do this in an incognito window. So let me do an incognito window. Right. And that really shows you what, okay, new private window. So let me do it again. What a non-logged in user. Yeah. Because each of us do see different search results based on our login. So in the incognito window, it looks the same. Oh, it does. Yeah. So let me try another show. On a, on a Mac though. Yeah. On a Mac. So again, same results for Geek News. Yeah. Same exact results. But since neither of us have an Android device to look at. I do, but the key is I have an Android phone, and that's what I was saying earlier. On my Android phone, the results come up as Geek News Central. Well, it finds the Google Podcast listing on mobile. Right. And I can make the short code to add it to my screen. So they're definitely treating mobile search results different than than desktop. But here's, you know, we're, we're, we're crying and complaining. <laughs> right. This is a huge step. I don't care where they listen as long as they listen. You know, right. and I'm going right. to start watching now. I took a baseline last week of my past five episodes to see where, where the browser uh, listing share was. And then I'm going to start tracking it for the next couple of months to see if we can see, prove that there was any uptick but there's no way to subscribe all these none of these make it make it easy to subscribe like standard podcast subscriptions right right so well, this, that 
that paradigm Todd is 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 fading a little bit right now. Well, if you think about it. They can they can say it's going to fade, but subscribe is still key to long-term listener engagement. I don't care what anybody says. If people just play, they right. are not a dedicated P1. They are not they are not the that people just don't go search for a show to listen to the latest episodes. They don't. If, if someone is doing that, and you, please, if you listen to this show, and the only way you listen to new episodes on someone's podcast is you search on your phone for the show and you hit play, please tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> and I want to hear from younger folks, 18 to 25. How are you? Are you subscribing or not? So... I- I would say, Todd, that that word subscribe is being being associated with uh, paid models well, more and more. Okay, well, subscribe is being vilified the same way as downloads being vilified. They all kiss my butt. Yeah. You know, so I, I, yeah. See, I, see, the, I see the tea leaves, I see the little articles, the little jabs they're doing. We have to hold pure. We, we don't care how they listen. Let's agree to that. But... I think for longevity of shows and to build audience, subscribe is key. Yeah, I just popped on the luminaries <laughs> page. Wow. And I noticed there's nowhere nowhere in here they're using the term subscribe. Of course. Yeah. Um no, but when I say using the term subscribe, in I'm talking about in reference to signing up for premium show yeah. bundles, right? So, so the the whole concept of s- subscribe, um, it does kind of live in this um, this area in Apple Podcasts. Every app, every right? app, every podcast app, you subscribe, right? No one's changed that. So it's one of those likes of thing where the NRA gun owner is saying you can pry my gun out of my dead hands. Well, you can pry the subscribe button out of my dead hands. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Peel those fingers back. That's right. Take that away from me. Right. So I, I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll see again. You know what Google has done here is big, but uh, I need that audio link up there at the top of the Google search results. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. You know, well, Todd, I would like to know, you know, uh, are we seeing a growth in people actually clicking on those plays or well, results? Well, we have to find. We, not. We, we're going to have to see. It's new. It's been out a week. Right. Well, no, Google's been displaying. Well, on mobile. For, for a while. On now. mobile. On, on mobile, correct. But desktop, people are doing, I, I almost bet you most. The majority of search is probably done on a desktop. Right. I would, maybe I'm wrong. I know some people, they only live on their mobile phones. So I could be wrong here, but. Yeah. I, you know, ultimately, again, we just have to continue to keep the mantra that we don't care how they listen as long as they listen. Subscribe, right. play, I don't care. <laughs> but I'm going to tell the well, audience to subscribe every episode. So what is actually going to move the needle when it, comes to Google and Android. I mean, what is what is going to be that one breakthrough capability or feature that Google can add to the platform that will 
you know, make Android, uh, you know, a comparable and I, I think, fully competitive platform to Apple Podcasts. I think two things. Um, they still have to have a dedicated app, app delivered right. with. I think that's number one. Right. Number two, give me the same type of search results for episodes in Google. So that when I search for that, you know, that, what did I use? It was Amazon's treatment of pregnant women or whatever. When that shows up in the search results, that that episode has a play button by it. That, in my opinion, would, because people, okay, so as an example, um, that was the lead in story for my podcast. So I started my episode. I said, I'm going to talk about these are the four top items I'm going to talk about tonight, plus all the other news. So someone that is a pregnant woman at Amazon that's having trouble in their uh, fulfillment centers with being forced to stand on their feet longer, walk stairs, lift more than 20 pounds, they're going to want to know what I think about what Amazon's doing to them. And they're going to play the show. Right. Now that's a small number. Okay, so that is a, what is that? How many uh, women work in Amazon fulfillment centers? We don't know. Tens of thousands, I would assume. And I would assume a percentage of those women are, are, are pregnant. And Amazon has a horrible history of treating pregnant women in their fulfillment centers. So they're going to want to be, they're going to be searching for information. So that's just one topic. Right. Now, when you have 100 episodes and there's 100 different topics and people across the globe are searching for that topic and they find your show, a percentage of them will subscribe if they know how to or are told to do so. Right. It plays right back into my continued beating of people saying, if you don't have a subscribe button on the homepage of your website, you are an idiot. Because when people land on your homepage, there was a small percentage of them that have found you randomly will say, wow, this guy's got a podcast, subscribe. It might be one in a hundred, but if you have a hundred thousand page loads a day. Yeah, that's, that adds up. It adds up. Or one in a thousand over day after day after day after day. So, to me, Google is the 800-pound gorilla Google.com is that I think will drive the needle. But we just need a couple more things. And secondarily to this, um, um, where does Google Play Music fit into all this? Does that still exist? It is. I was, I'm, I'm on it right now <laughs> looking at it. Uh, how do you even find a listing on Google Play Music? <laughs> um, do a search for Google Play Podcast. Oh, okay, no one does that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, pull it up. I mean, okay. it's it's still a thing, right? Yep. You can you can publish there. I'm just I'm just really curious as you look at Google's kind of bigger strategy here. Um, what are they trying to do here? The, you've got Google podcasts and you've got Google play. Google play is their media consumption, um, area, right? Where yep. they sell movies, TV shows, music, all, all that stuff on their platform. It's a, it's a content platform, right? Um, not unlike Zoom or Apple podcasts or, or anything like, I mean, I, or not, not Apple podcasts, but, um, iTunes, um, Apple Music, Apple 
um, music, all that stuff. It's it's the Google comp- comparable thing, right? Well, if you look right here, guess what? They've got to subscribe, unsubscribe, share. Right. So, so it's a leading question, right? It is, but no one's on this. <laughs> no, I understand that, but but it is still here, okay. right? It's still, um, and it makes me wonder if Google has a long term plan here. I think what and, it is, Rob, is that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But maybe I don't. I don't know. I mean, is is Google Podcasts the only play here, or the only optional play? I'm just throwing throwing it out here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, granted, Google Play Music podcasts is mm-hmm. kind of a confusing thing, right? Yeah. There, there is no branding that 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 I've seen out there. This Google Play podcast per se. When you go to this place. Mm-hmm. It says podcasts in Google Play Music. Right. Right. So what if Google decided to really have a Google Play podcast area? Is this something that would be mapped to Google Podcasts? If they make the hookup, then it will. But if they don't, it's going to be two separate entities. Right. And which doesn't make any sense to have two separate things. Right. On their platform, what they need to do is integrate these things together. Now, granted, there's some basic things that Google Play Music podcasts are doing that they should not be doing anymore, uh, and that's caching episodes mm-hmm. and limiting the the distribution of this to just the the U.S. I believe. So, um, you know. It is curious to me from a big company perspective. I mean, I used to work at Microsoft. I used to work on big that that these things exist still. Uh, it would be very easy for them to have either folded this into Google Podcasts or to have shut it down. Um, and it's curious to me that they have not. Yeah. So we know that Google has been indexing. Or doing transcripts internally. They've been transcripting podcasts for a while. Right. So I got to thinking about this a little bit. I got to thinking about how Google is Google. So my show that I do on Geek News Central is very segmented. And if, if an AI is examining transcripts, what triggers the AI to say this is a new segment of content. Right. So my thought is do podcasters now as they're creating content need to think a little bit about Google taking that transcript and potentially using it in the future as metadata to give better search results for a specific episode. So if they do, right. if they right. do, for example, All right. If we were organized here, Rob, when you segued into Google Podcasts, we would say something like new topic, the Google Podcasts effect on the new Google search results or something to that effect, something definitive, and then start the conversation. Is is, it audio segmenting the content? Right. Are we going to have to, or is podcasters going to have to audio segment and be very distinct in their, in their, 
in their transitions so that the dumb AI, which is really dumb programming at this time, will say, huh, I, I think they just switched topics. Here's the new topic. Here's the next five, uh, 500 words, what they said about that. Right. There's the contextual information I'm going to put into the search a logarithm. Todd, you're creating content to cater to another Alexa. So what? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that that's good for podcasting. Well, I think it can be, well, you know. I know. It's if, if we want to, I've always said you do your show for your audience, you do your show notes for Google. And, but... If we can figure out a slick way to do it that doesn't sound robotic, right? Can we help trigger the AI to give our sh episode a better page rank on that particular topic, even when it's linked? It see, it has to correspond to a link in the show notes. Todd, you know, I can, I can already see your. Your brain is looking for some angle to game the super. Hell yeah, right? I am. Absolutely. <laughs> this is what this is all about. It's about I gaming know. Google. So l l let me, you know, let's let's take this a little bit further. Okay. Right, so right, right. Um, see if Kirk got the show notes updated. I'm going to load the page. He hasn't on that episode. So let me go back and look at 1364. So if you... If you look at something I do in my show notes, okay, so let's bring up the page. So Google has indexed our transcript, right? Right. Now, on in my show notes, what Google is going to, they're going to go through and index this. They will know that um, with, I have a time hack tied to a topic. So can that correspond? Can that help? I'm just looking at every angle. So 11 minutes and 27 seconds, Amazon fired these seven pregnant women. It ties into the title of my episode. So if they index and I started talking about Amazon fired these seven pregnant women in the show, it's all, it's all signaling of what's in the, in the content. So maybe I'm going too far here. But I'm trying to think like a Google engineer and what they would say. What do, what do we want to signal on? And how do we, how do we, how do we feed the beast, the Google.com beast for relevancy and authority? And why should we give this a particular segment a ranking or this episode? Why should it rank number two on the search results now? Right. Why? So... I already proven that this episode was ranked number two when it's revolving around Amazon's treatment of pregnant women. How many people on this, this listening to this show actually Google your titles of your episodes to see where they rank? I give them about five days and I look. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm kind of playing with this. Because if they're going to do this, let's, let's, let's light it up. You know, let's, let's use every trick in the book we can to help with discovery without sacrificing show content. Mm -hmm. Makes you think, doesn't it, a little bit? Yeah, yeah. 
and kind of kind of see where this stuff is is potentially going. I mean, I can think of all sorts of ways that this this whole thing can could move. go. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. And the direction it it goes can be a little unpredictable here. But yeah, but um, but one thing to remember: we'll what Google giveth, Google can taketh away. It's <laughs> it's like the it's like the Ten Commandments. It's the eleventh. What Google giveth, Google can take away. So, if if you are penalized at some point, it's a malware on your website. You put a bad right. link into someone, and all of a sudden, you're you're no longer Google thinks you're no longer an authority. Right. That's a serious. I've I've had to deal with that before. It's a sixty yeah. day climb out of a hole. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I guess we'll see. We could beat a dead horse here. I'm sure I've made some people's brains explode. I hope I have. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to think about with this and the direction that it's going. And it's not really a hundred percent clear, um, how this is all going to, going to work out. And you, um, and you know, Zach's right. not going to be able to give too much detail, but maybe we can drop a idea in his ears. <laughs> well, we should, we should try and get him, get him back on. Yeah some point to talk about as much as he can talk about hey on another topic i did notice that the academy of podcasters um, website has been down for the last couple months have you noticed that i know dan knows it's down i think i think i know what the issue is and they're trying to resolve it yeah so but it's about time for nominations to start for right right the new round so I hope that they, uh, Dan, are you listening? Jared, let's get that fixed. <laughs> right. Because us, us Hall of Famers don't have a Hall of Fame to call home to. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're orphaned Hall of Famers here. No, it's funny. Um, another thing, too, is, uh, boy, oh, boy, I think Luminary, you know, we smacked them down pretty hard. Right. And I uh, got some feedback from people. are like, wow, you guys were like, came off the WWE top rope and uh but I think Luminary listened yeah I think so I I talked to some of their their leadership over there and they definitely heard <laughs> heard the roar not not in, not all from us they they heard it from a lot of other corners of the podcasting industry so did, did they comment on our commentary uh mainly yours oh <laughs> Please, please indulge. Tell me what they thought of my commentary. Well, it was more about uh, you pulling all your shows from the platform. My what, personal shows. That's what they really care about is is people that pull pull their content from their platform is what really gets their attention. So, but I what did I say during the show? If they straighten their act up, I'll put them back on. Right. 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 So they're pretty close. I would say so. You yeah. know. And, and uh, their tone has changed. I think yep. it had to change. I think they got some PR help in there. Someone someone on high said, hey, you need to fix this. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but, uh, good, you know, so we'll, maybe they're, you know, it, I, I'm honestly, Rob, let's be frank. I'm glad they listened. Yeah. And you know, we can just, you know, wish them well and hope that everything oh, yeah. continues to move. For them. Right. 
Um, I think they have a big uphill battle to, you know, a long road to hope. But, you know, if you look at all the plat- big boys that pulled out of it, well, what it's definitely going to do is give the indie podcasters that are over there some more exposure. Right. Because it's not going to be the same, same five characters or same 10 shows. Well, Todd, the other side to it, too, is that, that you know, um, we welcome Luminary to a, uh, a special club <laughs> that we've been through this before with, <laughs> right? right. Um, that, uh, those that came into this, the, this medium without really paying attention to the podcast community <laughs> um, typically pay a price. And, and this is, this is what happens when you don't understand the medium that you're getting into. Next time, $50,000 consulting bill. I'll take care of you for three days. (laughs) Right. Did they laugh about us saying we would consult for them? Uh, Well, they didn't talk specifically about that, but, but I did, uh, I did wish them well and I wanted to be be supportive of them and do what we can to, to help. But, uh, you know, it probably would have been a good idea to talk to some folks in the industry. Yeah. Um, now granted, you know, that's not always how companies work. They, they typically want to keep everything under their hat until they're yep. ready to announce it. Yep. Um, but there's things such as NDAs that can be obtained but you know what else is crickets that's going on is you haven't heard too much about Himalaya. Very quiet about Himalaya. Uh, haven't yeah. heard anything from them. But what do you think about this pod fund? <laughs> I have a very distinct opinion about this, but I'd, love, let to, you do, Todd. I'd yes. love to hear your thought on, on taking twenty five to fifty thousand dollars investment in your show for a for a piece. How, I would say that it's a it's it's an idea that on its surface sounds like it's a good idea, but when you get into the details, it's not such a good idea. <laughs> right. So, I mean, if you really think about why most people start a podcast, it's, it's not to do what they think that the, there's a market for. Yeah. Most people don't want to, don't want to take on that much responsibility, um, for paying back investors with their podcast. I know I have no real interest in doing that myself. Right. Um, and, and why would I, right? What's the, what's, what's the point? And I, this is another example, Todd, just, you know, not to keep hitting a dead horse, but, uh, a a company and a product coming into a market, not understanding the market. So, (laughs) you know, yeah. You know, so let me me pick the right color here. All right. I'm going to show, I'm going to bring up an image. So all I will say about pod fund is that when you are considering taking money, um, money comes with strings. some strings. Actually, I don't call it a string. I call it they put a hook in you. <laughs> they stab through your shoulder and hook your upper collarbone. And then they, they basically pull you. You know, it's like, okay, so it's Friday. Hey, Todd, this is Joe over here at PodFund. I don't know what their names are. Uh, hey, we're not seeing any growth on your show. What, what, what are you doing? How, how come you're not up in the game? Uh, you, better, yeah. you better get to work on that. And That's then right. you don't sleep all weekend. Yeah. 
Or you tend to go out and you start taking some desperate measures, right? Right, right. To to grow your your show and maybe buy a little audience on the side. <laughs> I maybe. saw I saw a, a post in one of the podcast support groups. The guy goes, "Hey, I'm thinking about setting up a, a VNC to boost my download numbers." He actually said that in a podcast support group, and I was like. Wow, this is good. So, so I replied. I said, "Yeah, it's that's a, a common. It's just a common industry practice." Yeah, I said, "It's a you know, it's a good way to get banned from Apple." Number one, we're trying to get ranked up, and number two, to be banned and blacklisted for life for ad deals. Right. And right. they got it. That that comment got about thirty smiley faces. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I just uh, money's okay. Don't get me wrong. We all love money. You right. know, and money allows you to do things. Um, but don't, just like anything else, read the fine print and understand sure. you're, on, you're on the hook. You can't quit. <laughs> you, right. You're going to have to they do this shit. pretty explicit, Todd. Investors will get paid back. Oh, right? we'll get paid back if you quit? Is that what they said? Yeah, well, we'll get paid back is all you have to hear from that. So... Will get paid back. It's not a grant. It's not a grant. It's not free money. They will take your firstborn. Just put it to you that way if they need to. So Uh, please, please be careful, everyone. Yeah. So read, read the fine print. Now, if you're building a great audience, you could use the money and you want to take on a partner. And, you know, sometimes VCs are good because they bring connections. There's the other side of it. They bring connections. They bring, you know, probably opportunities. So that if they're a good partner, they'll help you grow your show. Right. But they want their, they want their piece of meat. Well, that plus Todd, based on what I've heard and seen people comment on, on this whole thing is it's, it's actually how it feels like to me is that it's kind of like a loan almost. I'd have to read the agreement. Yeah, I would too, but but it definitely has that kind of a feel to uh, it. Does someone actually see the agreement? Did someone see the? Uh, yeah, I just heard a comment that that the investors will get their money back. So I, I don't know. It's, if it's, a, it's the thing is when you have a VC, they never always get their money back. For them to I make a statement exactly. like that is very. But emboldening. is this really really a VC uh, that's that's doing this pod fund thing? Well, I think too- it's a good. Two point five million dollars. Yeah. So, hmm. Okay. I guess we'll then, see, but be careful. You, anyone that's li- willing to 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 lose their money, then yeah. Anyone that listens sure. to this show, we don't even right. go, we don't even have to say this because we have in Hawaii we call akamai. Akamai means you're very aware, you, you're well knowing of what's going on. So we have a very akamai audience here. They. They already know these and they're, they're tuned in for the entertainment of Todd and Rob. But um, and if Pod Fun is out there listening to this show, we'd love to have you come on. <laughs> Tell us about your fun, how you're doing it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did, did make an ask out to the CEO of Luminary to come on the show too in the next okay. few weeks. Awesome. So, so we'll see if that happens. But, um, so and our our production schedule is a little iffy yep. for a while. So. so did you hear that Parcast got $55 million from Spotify? <laughs> I don't 
Hey, Spotify. I have a bridge. <laughs> Come on. I want to hear from you. <laughs> 55 million. <laughs> I've been talking with uh, a variety yeah. of investors, bankers, a lot of bankers. Yeah. And they want to help you, of course. And then you see their terms and you're oh. like, <laughs> yeah, help me helping you. Right. Um, and uh, so, you know, you're talking to these bankers and these investors and the conversation goes pretty good. And I always bring up, what do you think about the Spotify acquisition? <laughs> I mean, what do you think about Spotify's acquisitions? And the commentary I've gotten, almost all the calls were kind of like almost giggling a little bit. So, um, but I asked him, I said, do you think, I said, I have a friend that's pretty well known in the space. He thinks this is a short lived, uh, bubble and, uh, the to a person, they have disagreed with our friend that said that they, that they think this is a bubble. They think this is going to go on for two or three years. He says the space is too hot right now. There's too many people looking for content, looking for plays for it to cool down. He said, everything is going to be a premium for the next two to three years. And I was like, wow. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. Why just the next two to three years? Todd? I don't know. Well, he says it's not going to be a six month run. It's, it's the money's going to be spent in consolidation. And I, I, I kind of believe that as well. But yeah, I do. So, I, I, I do as well. Yeah. So we'll see, uh, see what happens here. Um, what thing I was going to mention, what the heck was it? Ah, oh, slipped my tongue here for a podcaster. That's not good. Um, <laughs> on hmm. a new topic or yeah, something? something that was going to guess it's not important. It'll come to me here in a minute. It was just an ancillary thing I was thinking about. But uh, so here we are, Rob. It is May. This year has proven to be pretty exciting already. Yeah, uh, there's always a lot of lot of stuff going on. And we don't see any slowdown in, in sales or nothing. Sales are booming. And uh, at least as far as number of new podcasters coming on board. So it's a uh, it's pretty exciting time for sure. So we'll see what happens during the doldrums of summer of June, July, August, which usually sees a little bit of slowdown. But last year we didn't see that. Right. I don't know that it's going to slow down that much. So we shall see what's I'm going to be down in uh, Austin at the outliers podcast festival late, late next week. Yeah. Mackenzie will be there too. She's going down and then, uh, I think I'm speaking in LA, uh, being the, then we'll, I'll be at the Denver one as well. Oh, okay. So we'll be at both of the, we'll have representation at three of those. I don't, I'm one of those I'm speaking at. I think I'm speaking in LA. Gotcha. So that will be a good event to attend a little different group, hopefully some new people. Right. Uh, and, and then, then uh, and then podcast movements coming up. Of course. And then did you hear about this? There's a event down in Australia that's going oh, on. The, uh, the audio craft. Well, let me look here. Well, there's the one out. There's the audio conference in Berkeley again. And then let's see here. I got to get the, I 
got to bring the website up. I got to look at the ticket here. Um, it is the. Uh, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that just keeps popping. You know, here we keep seeing a whole bunch of um, events. It's called the Indie Podfest. IndiePodfest.com. It's an event down in Australia. Around, oh. two, around 200 people. So, um, oh, 200 people. Yeah. Not any opportunity. I asked her, is an opportunity to come down and speak? She said no. So, uh, it's from the Posible folks, P O Z I B L E. I don't even, it's some project that they're running. So, that's And a, I know a, that the audio craft event is going on down there. I believe it's in June. Yeah, I'm Wait. not. Late May, June. Yeah, I'm not definitely not going to that. But I'd yeah. like to be able to scan myself a trip down to Australia. That'd be awesome. Anybody uh, looking for someone to come down? Hello, hello. <laughs> You've been down there recently. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I need to freaking flyer miles. <laughs> it's a good it's a good way to rack them up. Oh, that's definitely a rack them up. So lots of stuff happening. And then of course, yeah, podcast movement in August. It's just it's just this summer is going to go like, like that. Yeah. It really is. And then I'm going to be just crushed trying to get everything set up. My 20 uh, foot container arrives next Monday, week from Monday. And, uh, I'll load it up. It's kind of crazy. And, uh, and then everything's getting shipped, huh? Yep. 21 day transit time is what they're telling me. So water, ocean rail and, truck wow and hopefully nothing happens and it gets doesn't get dumped in the ocean or the train derail or any craziness like that so i'm sending but what i actually did is insurance speed was so so crazy expensive i said okay let me take like the 20 most expensive things in the studio the things that would just put me out of business if i lost and i'm going to ship all those fedex and uh, then it, that'll be a, an amount, but it's cheaper than what yeah. the insurance is. And everything else is replaceable from a, you know, it would still hurt if we lost the load, but it wouldn't be, it's not going to be as painful. I can recover and stay online and do what I need to do uh, with or without that gear. So, uh, so I am shipping some stuff FedEx. Insured. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Primary the TriCasters and cameras and that stuff. <coughs> the Edison folks came, came out with you know with some new data on Canada. Yeah, they keep um, they keep they keep spooling stuff out, don't they? Yeah, well, it's they're, they're constantly in the in the the news cycle, aren't they? Yeah. So it says here eighteen plus. Um, what is it thirty six percent of Canadians? Uh, are now listening weekly to mm -hmm. podcasts. Up from 28%. All right. All right. And they and also released, released the full results of Infinite Dow after a webinar. 22% of Australians age 12 plus are monthly podcast listeners compared to 32% in the United States. Yeah. And another group has released what's called the Midas Study. And consumes uh, contains consumption trends for UK radio and podcasts, and say fourteen percent of Brits, fifteen plus, listen to podcasts every week. 
So, right. so what else? Um, Spotify still continues to seem to be moving the needle here. Yeah. So let's go back to a topic we talked earlier in the show. So what are you guys going to do now that you're certified? You guys uh, going to go out there and beat the beat the bushes a little bit? Uh, I don't know. I think I just just getting the word out about it. I think is the big thing, right? You know what's next, right? Yeah. Just kind of making sure everybody knows and understands what it means and the difference, and, right? And and what you know from an advertiser perspective, I think that's that's the bigger bigger thing because I know a lot of the agencies are asking about it and would prefer to work with platforms that are um, certified. Well, some, not most. Really? Oh yeah. They think compliance is good enough. I'm just telling you. I mean, in all their offices. So compliance is good enough. Good enough. So how do they know if somebody is is compliant? Good question. But they take it on face value. It's good enough. This is where the the problem lays. So I hope that you know my 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 advice to you, Rob, is go to your person that's going to those media meetings and doing right. the pitches to make sure that they are explicitly explaining the difference between certification and and, and right. just being compliant. Right. Right. Which being compliant means nothing. Actually. Actually. Right. <laughs> so it's, it should be a pretty short conversation. It's not. It's not because they think compliance is compliance. If a company says they're compliant, they're go it's good enough for them. So they're trusting mm -hmm. that when somebody says compliance, they know what the heck they're talking mm -hmm. about. Yet their tech people shrug. So, no, I'm very much aware of the perception out there. And that's why I need more M1 battle tanks on the front line explaining why certification is the matters. key, why it matters. Right. Because believe me, I've been bloodied. My team's been bloodied from over this conversation trying to make these folks understand this. Well, it doesn't help that. Hmm. Certification uh, is right. considered the same as compliance. Right. Cert you're 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 certified to be compliant. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. only confuses the matter, and we've That's, talked about this many times. Yes. But, yes. Um. So how we get through that is is education. Hard. Right. And the more of us that are saying it, with our nineteen now saying it, with us saying it, with you saying it, with NPR saying it. And hopefully some more soon. Hopefully Libsyn gets done. Right. Right. <coughs> yeah. There's a few other platforms that need to get done too. Yes. To really be something that everybody says, yeah, that's the thing. And there's right. a few that aren't going through either, which makes me curious on why. And maybe their hosting business is big enough they don't have to worry about becoming certified. Maybe their advertising part is so small that they figured it wasn't a worthy endeavor. Any Anybody come to mind? Well, we know Podbean's not going through certification. So... Oh, 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 oh we know that for sure? Uh, there's been no... There's been a list that was circulated on who was. I haven't seen any new names added to that list, but of course I haven't asked the IEB lately. 
I haven't either. So I know that one non-IB member is going through. I wonder what they paid. I heard, I think, didn't we hear that they're paying? Is it 10K more? As as though they were an IEB member. <laughs> oh, okay. So 10 to 11K more. Right. Depending on their ad revenue. Right. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I still have my predictions that there's going to be a shakeup in the space when if and when uh, one company gets certified, I still think there's going to be some nuclear reactive fallout. But the question when, is... When one company gets certified? Mm -hmm. Or if they get certified? Which company might that be? Uh, not saying. I'll let you speculate. Oh, okay. I think I know which one you're talking about. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. You know, we'll see, we'll see the, we'll see then if compliance matters. <laughs> well, it will matter to a bunch of the, the shows that are part of their, their network, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And of course, then there are those that are not doing anything. So, you know, what is the folks out on the West Coast doing? And what's that group doing? You know, so, yeah, the more the better here soon. And that, that's going to help us all from a, yeah. from a positioning standpoint when we talk to, when we talk to buyers and stuff. Because I'll be starting another round of, you know, doing some trips probably late June, early July. And going out and pitching our deck. So are you doing anything special at Podcast Movement? Uh, we got a session. And Mike has a session, and then we're having something very, very cool we're going to do in our booth. So we're, we've got a 10 by 20, and the one side of the 10 is going to be much fun. I'll just leave it at that. Be much fun. Okay. So those of you that are in attendance, will, uh, uh, it'll, be, it'll be much fun. <laughs> So you're going to be creating some content over there, Todd? We'll see. There's two different things. I'm not saying what we're doing. It's a good idea. Uh, but I noticed, here's the funny thing, Ralph, is that we, we got a 10 by 20, and Dan must have used that as an upsell because <laughs> others got 10, others by, got 20s 10 by 20s too. Too. Right. You know, he didn't keep it secret. He said, oh, we already got a 10 by 20. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah, I think multiple companies got 10 by 20s. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys get a 10 by 20? Uh, uh, Voxnest Spreaker did not. Did not. Yeah. But Libsyn did. Simplecast did. Um, yeah. It was kind of funny to watch the look in the board of who did and who didn't. I was like, oh, that's that's entertaining. <laughs> but the Voxnest Spreaker is the, the key or main sponsor of the live stage. Oh, okay. So we just did the silver this year. I'm 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 almost afraid to see what the uh, sponsorship rates are going to be next year. I think they're going to be much higher. It may price us out of being able to do something. Wow! But what I have to kind of talk about it. Did you see the She Podcasts Media Deck? I did. You want to comment? 
it's a it's a it's an ambitious project. Ambitious, yes. Of course, I want to be. You know, I, I mean, I obviously want to be supportive of that right. event and do what what we can to yep. to support the efforts that are going on there because it does appear that. Um, um, what's the term that was used to, to describe uh, men? Um, can 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 potentially yeah, attend? They this can event? attend. Yeah, they're they're open to men attending. You're just not going to speak to, in in an like, official way. You're, you know, you can be at your booth or whatever, or in go to the sessions. They're very I open think, about it. I think the term was something dangler of some sort. Uh, uh, not going to go there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I did like my job too much. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I, I, there were some ambitious numbers in that deck and I'm just, uh, we were trying to figure out, okay, how do we support this and, and yeah. fit it into a budget? Right. right. Yeah, that was my challenge. Right. Be quite frank. But I think it is, it's going to be an event that's that's really really good good for the medium. I mean, I think uh, Jessica and Elsie have done a terrific job of pulling together um, a very large community yep. of women podcasters, and so th- this will be this could wind up becoming one of the most significant events in podcasting. Yep. I think, but there in the same time, I'm a little frustrated. Um, not because of Chic Podcast, but uh, this may be the last year of the Podcast Awards. Oh. Very well could be. Uh, we're not getting sponsors, getting plenty of registrations, but uh, it seems to be that I'm continuing to be penalized because I run the Podcast Awards and I'm a podcast hosting owner. So even though it's one, it's not one in the same. So... If we don't get any sponsors in there, then I'll just throw blueberry stuff on there left and right and let uh, give it to them for free. But I'd hate to do that, but it might be what I end up doing. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, be well, because, you know, the iHeart Podcast Awards, the first podcast awards. I'm not bitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's okay. It's all good. It is what it is. If it's run its course, it's run its course. Yeah. What's the, I mean, to be really frank about it, what's the psychology behind what's going on with that too? From the standpoint of do podcasters, uh, I'm asking a tough question here, but um, do podcasters uh, generally pay attention to awards in this space. I mean, if you think yeah. about um, music and movies and yep. TV and stuff, they have their award shows and it's this big to do yep. and yep. everybody's excited about it, but there's just, it's something different about podcasting. People just don't get that jazzed about awards. Well, I, the way right? I look at it too, is we rank so high on so many search terms on this page that right. typically we get about, well, the advertisers got about 3 million outbound clicks last year and right. the, uh, the podcasters themselves, um, there was probably 20 to 25 million outbound clicks on, um, all of these shows that right. are listed. So if nothing else, um, the search engine drives traffic to the site, which in turn 
allows people to go look right. at these shows and subscribe to them. So yeah. I know we're driving subscribers. So, you know, we give opportunity for people to subscribe right on the website. So, you know, we've got Android, Apple podcast, all that right there. People can just click and subscribe to a show. So uh, I think that is, if nothing else is the value of the, uh, of the awards itself. So, um, but, yeah. Again, you know, maybe there's so many awards now because there is. There's the British Awards, the Australian Awards, you know, and they're all backed by big groups with big budgets. And right. uh, Todd does not have a big group or a big budget. You know, the budget right. is registrations and sponsors. That's it. So. Yeah, uh, I know you tried to to hand it off to a entity like, a, you know, the the old new media show, yep. which was a conference convention. Yeah. And they uh, screwed it up. <laughs> and then they messed it up. Right. Yeah. Um, where else could that go? You know, I know podcast movement <clears throat> used to have an awards, but it, it appears that they're, no, they, they, they ran it. They ran into the same problem, sponsorships. Right. Yeah. You know, people, and they had a beautiful, you know, red carpet. I mean, it was top notch. You know, something I would have always dreamed of being able to do it, but you can't do something like that unless you've got a big budget. Right. You know, you need a hundred thousand dollars to do that. You know, so you know, we operate this thing on six and seven thousand dollars worth of budget a year. So Oh oh Todd, speaking of um not to change the subjects sure. too much, but um I did see a medium post from Hank Green mm. um, saying that uh, uh, PodCon is no more. Are you surprised? Not really. Yeah, me neither. Un unfortunately, I would say the undoing of that event uh, was self-inflicted. Um. I mean, it had lots of people attending. Uh, they just struggled on the on the selling of sponsorships and selling booths, all that kind of stuff, because they they didn't have consistent effort around mm -hmm. it. I know lots of people reached out to them, wanting to sponsor or get involved in the event, and um, emails would go months without being returned. Yeah. Um. So you know. You know, Hank did say in his post that it was because there wasn't enough support in the industry <laughs> for for that event, and I I I had to differ with him. I posted a comment back on Twitter saying, I think that the industry was ready and wanting to support your event. It's just that you weren't accessible. Right. Their and team was horrible on communications. And, <laughs> and you're you weren't embracing of the broader podcast community. Right. So you know. To, to have that event go down in flames and somehow blame the podcast community for that is not accurate. And there, was a, not, and there was a lot of good old boy club going on there too. Right. I mean, it was a fan event. Right. I'll, I'll give it to them for that. But it felt at times like that's what the event was, was a fan event for their friends and their friend shows. Right. And that... Uh, if you want to build a successful, broad-based, broad-reaching event, uh, that's not what you do. So I guess she podcast is going to step in and take up the slack for another right another event. 
I mean, it's 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 too bad because that PodCon name. Mm-hmm. It's great. Could could have been a terrific event for the podcasting community, and and it was perfectly timed to be six months off from podcast movements, different part of the country. I mean, it had all the elements that it needed. It just needed to have a staff that could actually execute. Right. And it didn't have it. That's true. Which is surprising because it's the same. It was the same core group that created VidCon, which we know is a very successful event yeah, down in massive, Los Angeles. Massive. And has done really well, but it but it isn't the same team though. So that was the big thing. This was like a pet project. Um but I just wanted to be very clear out there that that the failure of that event is not a reflection of a, a failure on the part of the podcasting space or the podcasting community. Um, I just wanted to put that out there and put, put my stake in the ground. Cause I know I put a lot of energy and effort into promoting, uh, PodCon myself. Yep. Um, and it, it was every year it was a disappointment. And I looked at the amount of business we generated from that event and it was dismal. Right. You know, right. so, you know, you, you don't dump money into something that is not giving you a financial return as a company as well. You right. know, largely going there to wave the flag and saying, we're here, we're alive, we're in business. But right. that only goes so far. You have to generate new business. Right. right. And, so, uh, so I just to wanted to clear, clear the air on that one because people are going to be asking about that. Uh, what happened to PodCon? You know? mm-hmm. So... And also, I also heard that Pod Summit up in Central Canada is not going to be coming back next year either. What's the reason for that? Did you hear? Um, the organizer up there has been wishy-washy uh, about doing another event every year. So I think that it just came came down to the point where he just didn't want to spend more time on it. It's a so. lot of work. To do these events. It is. It is. I'm, hey, I'm not saying that it isn't. You know. I mean, it's, these are, these are very challenging events to put on. I mean, hats off to Dan and Jared yeah. for what they've pulled off with podcast movement. You it's know, not and, easy. And, you know, I've, and I'm playing with doing just a small event, 30, 40, 50 people, you right. know, and doing a weekend type thing. And it's more training than anything else. But, you know, just to, to be honest with you, the thought of doing it, you know, first of all, how much can we charge? Can we actually sell enough tickets to make it worth it? Right. Um, you know, do I go to this effort and put in countless hours to have 25 people show up? Right. So, uh, you know, I think what the Sheep Podcast folks did was good and doing a Kickstarter. So maybe right. that's the thing to do if you're, you know, thinking about doing an event. And you know that you need 50 people to come to attend or to buy tickets. Um, then you, you know, you set the goal as 50 and you put the Kickstarter out there and you explain what it is. And if you make the goal, then you do the, do the right. event. Um, and if right. you don't, the interest isn't there. So maybe that's what I'll end up doing. Um, but it's going to be, you know, it's basically my boot camp that I've done in years past. So, right. um, but again, people that listen to the show probably don't need the boot camp because they are already podcasters. Right. Yeah, I want to be clear. Pod Summit is happening this year. Oh, it's this. It is the, happening this year. The the new event is happening this year. 
uh, it's just uh, subsequent years he's chosen not to pursue it. Why does um, he turn it over to someone to do it? Well, I I asked him that question. I said, so it's a it's a terrific name. It's another one one of those events that has a terrific name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pod Summit or PodCon, either one of those yep. could be turned into be a off six month event um, from podcasts movement. Um, doesn't have to be in Canada. Doesn't you know? It can right. be uh, could be anywhere. It, yeah, but the next. Um, version of Pod Summit is coming up June twenty second up in Calgary, so it is actually happening in in uh, this year, but it's just not coming back in two thousand twenty. Well, there might be some domain name purchasing ability there, someone to scoop that up. Yeah, I guess the question gets back to is who who could jump in on that one and make a go of it? Yeah. So I guess I'll ask this audience if. Um, and I'm not really, I don't want to pitch here because it's, I have a, I've done an event, I've done the corporate America for, I haven't done it in probably three or four years where it's basically a two day. Well, actually I used to do corporate three day, but this would be a two day fire hose event where we take you from podcast one-on-one all the way through basically expert strategies and stuff like that. So if there was a two day event and uh, again, Purely fire hose training. Would you come to Columbus for two days for that event? A Friday, Saturday, or a Saturday, Sunday? And how much would you pay for that? So if you're listening, I just can try to get a, you know, put my finger in the air and see if it would be worth doing it. Um, or does it have to be in a different location? Does it have to be somewhere more fun where you can tie something into it? So I'm kind of open, but it would probably take me a month's worth of work to get ready for that. And, you know, if I'm only going to have, you know, 10 people show up, it's not worth it. Right. So, but, uh, again, it would require travel, airfare, hotel, but, uh, show you a good time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly would. So we are at an hour 34. We made it here, even though you were a little (laughs) bit sleepy head this morning, Rob. Yes, the old alarm clock didn't uh, didn't help me out. Yeah, well, it's that's why they have these cool things called mobile devices, and the ability to set an alarm on them is pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Of course, I've overslept a couple times too, so I'm just <laughs> <laughs> rattling my cage. Yeah, just a little bit, but yeah, big change coming here. One more show here, new media show, live show, video show from the. Proverbial Studios in uh, in Honolulu, or my ten by twelve Cludio, or not Cludio, but it's Clubio. It's a bedroom, and uh, we'll be tearing the tearing the set down as such it is, and we'll be able to see all the dust balls behind the walls that I haven't been able to get to for years. So that should be fun. But and then uh, you're gonna reassemble it again, what sometime in June, I would imagine. Yeah, it's we'll see because I'm going to be busy, so it's going to be a, a work in progress. Uh, if anybody's in striking distance of uh, Coldwater, Michigan, uh, and you want to volunteer, <laughs> and you're good with a hammer, uh, yeah, let me know. I might need some uh, some help in uh, or, building uh, the new studio. Right. <laughs> I just, uh, my sister sent me a bunch of pictures of the, what this space looks like. And 
it's it's a it's big man so we're gonna have no problem with space <laughs> we're gonna like probably 20 times the size of what i have right here so it's cool. it's massive well you're gonna have another um Another twit on your hands there, huh? You um, do all sorts of stuff, Yeah, huh? but it's not going to be twit. I don't have the budget of twit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I don't have a, a bunch of bricks to sell like twit did. It's, it's uh, you know, I'm going to have to stay within my budget and build it out slow. But here's the beauty of it. You know, you, you don't even see beyond this anyway. So you really don't have to have too much expense. You just got to make it look presentable and... And that, you know, I might actually go to a stand-up. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, that's it for now. Uh, we'll be back here next Saturday for the last video show out of Honolulu. And then uh, immediately following the show, I start ripping wires out of gear. Should be fun. All right. But All uh, right. Rob, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, their time. And everyone, thanks for being here. And if you have comments on today's show, you can send it to me, Todd at Blueberry.com or at Geek News on Twitter. Rob? I can be found on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee. Um, and uh, you can send me an email, uh, Rob at robgreenlee.com. That would be fantastic. And so. subscribe. Yes. Right. Subscribe and, and tear it from my dirty hands. Yes. Subscribe. Please do right. so. Uh, do that on the newmediashow.com website. Show your loyalty. If you want to send us a few bucks, that would be great too. There's a PayPal donation link there. Uh, I think we've gotten a total of like $25 donations. So podcasters are great donators. And I'm just joking with you guys. Don't beat me up. <laughs> 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 Thanks everyone for being here and being part of our uh, small Ohana. We'll see you next time. We'll take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.